Hey, what's up, guys? This is Faith Elizabeth, and you're listening to Faceway Podcast, where we journey through life. If you want to stay in the loop of when the next podcast will be out and other updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Faceway Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the message. Hey guys, so we're back on the dating segment with episode three (laughs) of what makes a godly relationship, what makes a healthy relationship, what does it look like when Christ is at the center. So we, I'm here again with the Madsen girls and my mom. (laughs) Anyways, we just came up with a few points that we want to bring up. So does anyone want to go first? So, or do you want me to open with it? Okay. You can open. So, (laughs) a few points that I feel like of what makes a godly relationship. I haven't been in a relationship, but just watching, like, my role models, um, my family members who have been in relationships. So, the first one is you guys draw each other closer to God. You bring out the best in each other, and it always goes back to the foundation and that is Christ. Are you drawing each other to Christ? Are you growing in him? Not only alone, but together. Um, We touched up on this earlier. Iron sharpens iron and being equally yoked. Is that happening in your relationship? Um, The second one is, again, which I just mentioned, is you bring out the best in each other. Um, You won't have to compromise your values for someone. In a godly relationship, someone should respect not only you, but your values. Um, and and what, hopefully share them. Yes, and obviously, you know, share them. Uh, but what you believe in, you won't have to compromise that in a godly relationship. Another one is there will be honesty, trust, and sacrifice. Even in when you're a Christian and you're living out and God's word, that just goes hand in hand. When you follow God, there is honesty, trust, and sacrifice that is of him. But in a godly relationship, those are three huge things that should be in a relationship. Another one is this relationship is being blessed. And we touched up on this in the last one. But, you know, by your family, by your friends, it's people are approving of it it's being blessed you are better they see the best version of you when you're with this person Mm -hmm. um another one i have is the most important obviously christ is at the center Mm -hmm. in your personal relationship whatever relationship it is with each other always christ will be at the center And um, I know it's kind of hard being that this is a podcast, so you can't really see anything, but just imagine a triangle. Most of you have probably seen it before. At the top (laughs) of the triangle is God, and at the two other corners is you and your significant other. Just imagine it. The closer that you get to God and and your uh, significant other stays away from God, if the other person just stays where they're at and you keep growing closer... The divide between you and your significant other 
will grow much larger. But if the two of you are both growing at the same pace towards God, you'll automatically grow closer together. I don't know, just imagine it, write out a triangle thing and just use your pencil or pen and go closer and closer and you'll be able to see like visually that the closer you get to God individually with your spouse or your significant other, that's just how much closer that you're going to get with your significant other. And that's just something really cool with like, especially in being a Christian, having that, that knowledge and security, knowing that the closer that you get and your significant other gets with God, the closer that you'll get with each other. And so just growing in your walk with Christ and encouraging the other person to do the same. Yes. So um, Natalie touched on this on our last podcast, and that is there's no such thing as Cinderella and Prince Charming. There's no perfect relationship. But there is a concept called how hard do you want to work? And... um, (laughs) And, it, and it's been shown uh, across the board, whether psychologists or counselors or whatever, it's when the commonalities draw you together and differences tend to separate you. And, and so the more you have in common, the more things you have, um, well, in common, the yeah. more you think alike, the more your worldviews are, are in alignment the things you like to do are similar. Those are called commonalities that draw you together, bond your hearts and your minds uh, closer together. Differences um, can act as separators or dividers in a relationship. And that doesn't mean that um, you might have a different way of doing things and that's called iron sharpening iron. That's okay. That's a healthy, good thing. And and that person should be helping to buff off rough edges off of you. And that means they're bringing out the best in you and, mm-hmm. and your best self is shining through. Um, but back to the concept of how hard do you want to work? Um, when you're doing it God's way um, and you're waiting on his timing to bring you that person as as you're in your singleness um, working on yourself and, and your own character and um, that he is developing in you, then he's going to bring you somebody that compliments you and brings out your best. And in doing so, you're not going to have to work quite as hard because the compatibility is truly there. And so even if two people instantly click and they have tons of commonalities. You have to think of it like this, that you're taking two different people from two different backgrounds, um, meaning the way you were raised, your experiences, your family of origin, culture, every family has their own culture, Mm -hmm. and you put them together and you say, live happily ever after. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Um, There are gonna be differences to work through, perceptions to understand, views to talk through, backgrounds, different backgrounds to discuss, baggage to work through maybe you have trust or abandonment or abuse or respect or insecurity triggers or issues to discuss and work through all those things have to be worked through during that friendship stage during that dating relationship before you say I do to have a healthy relationship and to see if the compatibility is truly there, to see if God is is really drawing um, you to that ultimate place of I do. Um, 
but the more you can work through prior to marriage, when you can go your separate ways and you can pray about it and you can process, the better it is um, for both of you. Or you can wait till you're married and you have kids down the road and um, now it's way harder to deal with. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and you're having to sleep in the same bed with that person and look at them and say, gosh, I don't like you very much right now. It's a lot easier to deal with um, prior to. But in the beginning, there should be lots of fun and laughs and discussions and group activities um, where you see the real them in order to weed out these big issues that lead to incompatibility. But just don't forget to first understand that there's going to be differences in backgrounds. And, and even if you're compatible in a whole lot of areas, understand there's going to be differences to work through. And as you do, your hearts and your minds are drawn closer together and it makes for a very solid foundation and a very healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when talking about a godly relationship, I just look at my grandparents again and really the the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of that should be in a godly relationship. Yeah. I think the one thing, um, really almost the only thing that just comes to my mind when we're talking about being in a godly relationship is that person should be spurring you on to honor you, to upholding and encouraging you in purity in every way um, physical purity in your mind your heart your emotions and respect mm-hmm. in every way and you should be doing the same for them spurring each other on to honor and purity and respect to me that's just that's kind of it in a nutshell that says so much about someone the health of a relationship yes so I have a story about that um I had a boundary that I set for myself before I got into a relationship with Anthony my boyfriend who I love and adore um I I said that I did not I wanted to save my first kiss for the altar and that was for Purity, knowing that I'm a very passionate person and touch is on my, on the higher side of my love language list. Um, and so I thought, that's probably a good way to safeguard against anything happening. I was like, okay, we're doing good. And when I told Anthony that, he was like, oh, okay, we can work with this question mark and we came we came to a good um compromise. good com- compromise and understanding of it uh and throughout we've dated for over a year now and the first five six months of the relationship we we were just like okay we're doing good we're going strong we got some good hugs that's it we're doing hugs we get to hold hold hands we we graduated past
passed the side hug long ago. <laughs> and then as we were just growing closer emotionally and spiritually, uh, we, I wanted to grow closer physically. And I was like, gosh dang, why? Why did I do this to myself? Why did I set this boundary? And Your we, physical connection leg was growing. It was growing. <laughs> and... And because so we talked about it. And the spiritual connections were there. Exactly. And, and so we were well talking rooted. about it and just discussing like should we is is God calling us to uh change the boundary a little bit? And throughout our relationship, we came to the conclusion like it's okay. You actually can kiss before you're married and it's not a sin. A sin. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. It's not eye contact is a sin. <laughs> it is not a sin. And it doesn't even have to be God calling you to change your boundary. It can just be like, hello, I made you. If you will just abide within the biblical boundaries I gave, you're fine. You yep. know? Yeah. And I realized a lot of it was my own fear that was holding me back from that instead of like a full this is what I want you to do from God. And so on Valentine's Day, because he is a romantic and I am a romantic, uh, we, we were at this park and it was beautiful. He set up a picnic. We did a Bible study and he picked out the not uh, 1 Corinthians 13. There was a different passage about love because he didn't want to be basic. Song of song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I just looked at him and I'm like, what are we doing? What can, should we, should we take this step? And we were standing on top of the table because why not? (laughs) In a park. In a a park. park. And and I looked at him and he looked at me and we were like, this, this feels right. This is not. And we had talked about it a lot. We had been praying about it prior to, and we were like, this, this feels right. This is like a and so, movie. And so we went <laughs> yeah. over underneath this really cute tree and, and we kissed for the first time. And it was awkward. It, it was very awkward. But it was also very sweet and we just laughed. Because yes. it, because it's, it's a bonding thing. We're best friends. Yes. And yeah. so it, and wasn't, and spiritual it wasn't a performance. There. We weren't trying to impress each other no. with our talent. Like... It, it just it just and, comes it comes at time. Interrupt. The physical did not get anywhere near close to the emotional and the spiritual commitment that was mm-hmm. already there. And I think for this generation, it's very, very, very hard to follow that kind of guide, especially for guys. With like, you don't want to get too physically involved with someone. You yeah. want your emotional and your physical connection to be similar. You don't want to start out your relationship by hooking up and making out because that's going to be like some crazy relationship that you're going to have. If you start out as friends and just doing it as like, I don't know, as friends, growing as friends, getting closer, having a strong relationship and then getting into the physical, even if it's just something small, like holding hands, like, you don't want to push too far 
And that's part of, like, the setting boundaries before getting in a relationship. If I don't want to kiss on the first date, well, then tell them that and say, I want to wait for however long until I feel emotionally um, stable and ready to get into a physical connection. Because physical only goes further. Because the physical commitment should never get ahead of the emotional commitment. And kissing on a first date is pretty obviously ahead of the emotional and spiritual commitment that there is and when if you build up to it and you uh save it for when you are emotionally connected it is that much sweeter and i'm so thankful that we waited that long Mm -hmm. um for our first kiss because it made it so sweet yes and it almost is funny because you're like what are we doing this this is weird even though you feel like okay this is right and now we're moving into the next step still it's kind of like we've been like best friends this is kind of weird to move into this together (laughs) now you know super but also you don't have to worry about wondering about the physical and the physical taking off that's the thing that like you want to hold back because it's as natural as breathing you're not going to have to worry about the physical being there you want to grow while that's that three-legged stool you really want to grow you know the other aspects Mm -hmm. because when you enter into that physical of any kind of hand-holding kissing you just want to be with that person Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. That's why it's like, that part oh my takes goodness. over very quickly. It can. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be on guard with that. Someone had told me there a long time ago yep. in counseling, they had said, um, even as couples in dating, you really even want to be careful with your spiritual connection with one another. Mm-hmm. Because the closer you get spiritually, the more you want to come together, like physically almost, you because you have, it's true, it's you true. have this draw because there's towards a, one it's another. It's a deeper emotional connection. It's all, we're, we're yes. emotional, physical, and Mind, spiritual spirit, beings. Body. Yes. Yep. And, and God, you can see God's plan to draw all that um, together. Because that's what you would want mm-hmm. in a marriage. But to even be on guard for that as you are dating to keep a balance on that so that it doesn't get out of whack, you know? I I heard it said by uh, a pastor, don't go into a dark parking lot alone to pray together for an hour. That is too intimate, too much, too soon, and really not smart. (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking, but we're praying. (laughs) Oh, I know. In the alley behind the Walmart parking lot. important that you communicate what those physical boundaries are and revisit Mm -hmm. the physical boundaries and Anthony is so fantastic because he's a gentleman Mm -hmm. and he held me to what I had I had we had decided when I said um like oh what about now and he's like are you serious come on we you know what we we know what we said even though I want that. 
we're going to stick with this because this is what we have decided. And I love that boy couple. even more. He, is, <laughs> he has so much self control, and it's because it's so if adorable. if a guy can call you on mm-hmm. accountability, that's huge. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it really is. And if you think about it, just like getting into a relationship with someone who has self control as well. If you both have strong self control, then how much easier is it going to be in a marriage relationship? You won't have to. That trust is going to be there yep. so yes. much that you won't have to worry that the other person say is cheating on you because mm-hmm. of the strong connection that um, you have with the other person and the strong. Um, uh, boundaries that you have and yeah so if I can piggyback on that concept absolutely so the person who thinks that they can date around and go from person to person to person to person whether it's guy or girl and then all of a sudden say I do and keep their eyes on one person and one person only is fooling themselves mm-hmm. that is a a, a self control a keep your eyes on one person is a character issue and it is developed and and so to think that you're just all of a sudden going to say I do be swept off your feet and and find faithfulness an easy thing it's time it's not and it's a lifestyle it, it yeah. absolutely is it absolutely is and if you've trained your eyes to look around all the time and then all of a sudden you can't look anymore that way um, I've You're just known far too many people who yeah. thought they could pull it off and they can't. Yeah. It's yeah. why there's the stigma of when the the bachelor or bachelorette party is like, this yes. is your last night of freedom. Yeah, and It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's, it's the night before you get to finally be with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, Keep it, your it, hearts <laughs> purified. Well, and it really and does room for all Jesus. come back to <laughs> And we're not talking the little itty bitty pocket size. We're talking the ESV study Bible. (laughs) But it does. It all comes back to that about you want to be this person and you want to look for this person. Somebody who you will spur each other to honor and purity and respect. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what makes a godly relationship for you guys like looking at your role models and everything that like you've learned and just growing up what would you guys say that makes a godly relationship communication 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 and just (laughs) so that i can make it even more clear communication is key you have to be able to talk to them about anything and especially when it comes to things of god It is so much fun to have good quality conversations about your faith and about what you think about different things and how you feel about different things and being able to be completely honest and transparent with with your partner. It is so important to be able to communicate. And that's part of what you build in being friends before dating Mm -hmm. is learning how to communicate with that person, learning what their bents are and how they think in certain ways. And like you don't want to communicate with someone and in a certain way that they won't take it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to fight, how to argue, how to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that takes time. There's a fair way to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so just trying to learn the other person and learn their um, their bents beforehand is going to really, really help with the communication aspect of relationships. And keeping that friendship while you're dating and then into marriage that you always have that base of friendship and you never let that go. Mm-hmm. So to springboard on communication, um, I'm going to use the drive through communication example <laughs> of, of, of the I state what... I think or how I feel and the other person parrots it back to me so I'm in the Starbucks drive-thru and I say I'd like a mocha frappuccino and what do they say back to me so you'd like a, a, a decaf mocha on ice no I would like a regular um, mocha frappuccino okay so you would like a vente uh, frappe, mocha frappuccino. No, I would like a grande mocha frappuccino. Okay, so you'd like a grande mocha frappuccino. Yes, we've just yeah. had a meeting of the minds. But um, to make the assumption that the other person understands what I mean or what I meant by what I said right. is is an assumption at best. The best way to communicate, and this is what I learned long, long ago, is that drive-through communication uh, concept of asking questions, parroting back to that person, and getting clarity on on how they think or how they feel. So I'm not assuming two things happen. I feel understood, and you understand. It's yeah. a great. It's just a really great. Right. And we get lazy and we get assumptive, and we finish each other's sentences. As my husband says. You don't really know what I'm going to say, even if you think you do. Yeah. And, and even if I'm right, like, 80% of the time, yeah. it's still rude. Yeah. And, and you can say one thing, but they've totally heard another. Yeah. So yes. that point, if you can learn this point while you are discovering friendships and in a relationship moving to the next stage... If you can build this into practice, oh my good night, you probably will have won (laughs) half the battle already Mm -hmm. that it's the communication and reciprocation so we know we've both spoken and we've both been heard Mm -hmm. and understand. And start it with your friends. Start it with your same-sex friends. Girlfriend! Start it now. Learn that that style of communication. It is super healthy. Every single counselor I've ever heard speak on this topic says the same thing. It is, it it works for all relationship, parent, child, friendships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband and wife, um, boss, boss, uh, worker, co-workers, you name it. It It can solve the civil wars. But the biggest part part about all of that is learning how to listen and try and figure out what they're saying. But most of all, just like listening to what they have to say and not getting so heated that you just blurt out everything and then that just costs that. But if you're parroting back, you must listen. If you're going to parrot, you have to first listen before you can parrot back. So it does. It forces you to listen and then pair it back and then they can say no that's not what I meant oh no that's not at all what I was thinking but this oh okay well what was it you were thinking and it's just that whole concept yeah and also using what they call I language Mm -hmm. I feel this when I feel frustrated when 
So it's not attacking. No, as you like, did this or you said it's that. It's not you language. So it's here's language. like two yes. different examples. Um, say I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and Caitlin slams a door in my face on accident or Oops. slams it on my toe on accident. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I could say, ow, you meant to do that on purpose because you hate me when that's not at all the case. And I know that's not the case. What I also could say, which would be a better way to say it, would be, I feel hurt physically and emotionally (laughs) when you don't look before you open up the door. I don't think you meant to kill my foot. (laughs) You just did. (laughs) And so taking it and saying, I feel this when, which will very much help in the diplomacy and yes. people will actually hear you and the walls will come down if mm-hmm. you aren't saying, you did this and you are terrible and you should try. Focus it on yourself <laughs> of like, I feel sad when you, or I, w- I felt sad when you talked to me in this way. Instead of being yes. like, you talked to me this way, therefore now I'm sad and that's all your fault. And the reciprocation can be not you said blah, blah, blah. It can be, okay, what I think I heard was blah 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 is that right or yes. can you correct me if that was not right Until if I took to that, that the wrong way of understanding where you're yeah. both on the same page yes also in a godly relationship is sacrifice when yes. you love someone it's more about giving than what you get and mm-hmm. being there serving. for them serving yeah serving the other both ways mm-hmm. for both a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and serving in, you know, when you really love a friend, you serve them. Yeah. You serve them. We, we learn our relationship skills, first of all, in our family of origin, in our household. We're learning relational skills there. Those then get transported into friendships. And from those friendships, we learn even greater relational skills. And then they get transported one step further into a romantic relationship and eventually a marriage. So those are those stages. And if we can learn it in our family of origin right now, how to have that healthy communication and how to serve one another and frankly, the hardest place to serve, would you guys agree, is in your own home? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can do the dishes anywhere except for at my own house. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Or you anywhere. think they are the people that love you the most, and then you wake up the next day and you and feel you like these are the people that hate me the most. <laughs> I have to share a room with you. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can learn to serve here in your home, in your own home, in your family of origin, then it's much easier to take that same servant's heart and show that care and concern for relationships outside your home. It can be to a boss, a coworker, a friend, um, whatever teacher teacher exactly whatever your relationships are all the the different intersections there and then from there you project it um those same skills those that same heart um of service into uh further relationships also being able to trust someone and that takes yes. time but mm-hmm. yes. really just you need to go to that person in a godly relationship and just be able to 
talk to them and just fall on them um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, have them be there for you. And with that comes trust, that you're trusting this person, you know, to not say anything about this or to keep this safe, whatever it is, that I feel like goes hand in hand with communication and sacrifice. And to give mm-hmm. you honest, godly feedback, even when it may be painful Even or when it's hurt. not what you want to hear. Right, yeah. because they want the best for you and mm-hmm. they want you to grow, you know? And that that's a whole nother layer of trust, you know? Yes. Um, another thing I heard in a counseling um, arena is the base of love is trust and respect. There is no love if there's not trust and respect. So always think of um, love is thrown around as a lot of, of, of different um, terms, especially in, in our culture. Like, it I means love a pizza, lot of, yeah. but I also love this movie, or Avatar The Last Airbender, which is the same measure of all time. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Way to add that in. <laughs> so... Since, since love is used in so many different ways, um, a, a biblical love really is based on um, trust and respect. And when one of those are missing, it erodes at the foundation of love. So um, building that trust relationship, building that respect, um, treating other that means self-respect and treating others with respect. The concept of treat others as you would ha- want to be treated mm-hmm. yourself. That is in- incredibly biblical. That will build that foundation of love. You take either one of those away and you're eroding at that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that in especially younger relationships, it's so easy. Like mom said in the different, like this culture, like I love pizza. I love TV shows. I love my boyfriend. I love my mom. Like all this stuff. It's so, it's different types of love. Different but types. just throwing around the word love. Love is a very strong word so if you're like a seventh grader being like i love you boy that i just met then like that's that's probably not love that's just infatuation Mm -hmm. at that stage yeah but once you get in that space of respect and of trust and learning that um the other person loves and if you and the other person trust and respect each other then that is a good base for a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And that first, that example comes from God himself Mm -hmm. in trust, respect, and all of these good and healthy qualities Mm -hmm. that come from God. And so, yeah. And above (laughs) all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of your life. Mm -hmm. It's so important, the, the trust factor and, um, who we allow in, who we choose to love, when are we going to communicate, I love you. Guard your heart because Mm -hmm. what God has given you is precious and he does not want that shared with everyone. No, he, he really doesn't. And every time you enter a relationship, you're giving more and more of yourself away to different people. And if you break up with those people... It's like then you'd start over and you repeat. And you don't want only the last physical aspect to be left after marriage. You still want there to be some discovery after marriage 
as to who you are, who, who the other person is. So you don't want to give everything away in relationships. You just don't. And therefore... That's why they need to be progressive and grow slowly. And yes. And slowly and, de- and, and in depth, but slowly. Really, you don't want many relationships. You want friendships. Mm-hmm. And you, you grow things there and you discover there to see, can this move on to something else or should it not move on to mm-hmm. something else? Yes. And I think that that's also a big problem with, like, the people who date around. It's just you keep giving yourself to different people. And the when you date and then you break up and then you go and you date somebody else and then you break up and then you date somebody else and then you break up, you're just – you're running low. You just – you drain and drain and drain and drain and drain. That's why once you get out of a relationship, that's going to come a little bit later, the next podcast – but just taking a step back and not jumping from guy to guy or girl to girl. Right. And just letting yourself be get, grow closer to God in that time. You want to save but. as much as you can of yourself to give to someone. Yes. You know, that's a gift. What you have to give them is a gift. So wrapping this up, all of this in mind, what makes a godly relationship first and foremost is keeping God at the center in your relationship going off of his word living in his word that is the most important and then of course trust communication sacrifice all of that but anyways we just wanted to share some tips and advice of you know what makes a godly relationship is there Mm -hmm. anything else you guys want to add Thank you guys for listening and don't forget to follow Faceway Podcast on Instagram for more updates and thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye!